Radio. Right on radio. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it when you guys wake up early and join the live because, well, doing a live, if there's no one here, it's a 
pretty darn lonely. Um, hey, if uh, if anyone is willing or wants to, I will take a couple calls if there are any at the end of the well, towards the end of the broadcast, I should say. Uh, greetings to you in the name of the Lord. Just want to give the scripture today. And, you know, it's just a good one. It goes along with love your neighbor. And, of course, uh, you know, Matthew 7 keeps coming up. And it's coming up on Sunday, by the way. Sunday, 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 Matthew chapter 7. And, of course, we know that 7 is a biblical number as well. So expect something really great. And, uh, well, it is great. It's the Sermon on the Mount, and it's the grand finale of it that we'll be going through this Sunday. So, uh, you know, Jesus was very poignant in this, and it's deep and it's rich. But this is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. In everything, therefore, Treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. Well, as you can tell by the title, and thank you, say law, I appreciate that. Um, listen, I, I, I hate begging for gifts, but it only takes like $23 a month, and it boosts up my algorithms. And actually, the live shows get more... Because we've been hitting that the last couple of months, the live shows actually reach more people than any of the other broadcasts. And uh, that is thank to, thanks to you. So, you know, a couple of cups of coffee uh, as a donation and the word of the Lord goes out. And, well, and, and the flawed words of this man also accompany it. Um, as you can see in the title, the WEF, Evil Villains and the Great Awakening. That's an, uh, kind of an interesting title, I would say, and I'm going to play you a couple clips. And, you know, really the, uh, the format that I've gotten to with this, uh, these live shows is really just my impressions of the week. You know, just kind of taking in all the news and, you know, I don't focus on the stories that everybody else is doing to death because you see them everywhere. Uh, you know, how many, you know, shows focused on, the tunnels underneath the synagogue, you know, um, I don't like to, it just, it gets beaten up unless I have something really, really different to say, I avoid it. But here is, you know, I, I talk a lot about pattern recognition and this is going to be a sort of pattern recognition type of broadcast. And I'm going to play a few clips to you. They're fairly brief. And I'm going to prove a point to you, or at least I, I, I think I will prove a point to you. It's up to you whether you agree or not. Now, the first clip I'm going to play is almost unlistenable because of the pauses and everything else. Now, it is a TikTok video, so you have the TikTok creator jumping in and speaking during the uncomfortable, silent gaps in this. But it's really interesting to hear. And by the way, a slight language warning. Um, although listening to this, you might want to. You might have the desire to say the same words. This is whoever is playing Biden 
and this is from Monday. I don't, I didn't see this on the press anywhere, but I did. This is from Monday, and of course, they had to pull him off stage real quick because he was starting to run his mouth. But listen to what he says and the incoherencies. And I apologize for the TikTok creator, but he seems genuine in his reactions to this. So. Listen to this, and I'll. It's only about a minute long. Embarrassing. That's your president? Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken to? Uh, I call him on you. I'll call him on you. I said I have five questions. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway, I, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting. If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Both the U.S. and the third world. What? The, uh, the, the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. Thank, thank you, everybody. This is the Cal Press Conference. Thanks, everyone. Fucking crazy. Well, this is your friend. <laughs> That's comedy gold, folks. <laughs> he hasn't got his orders yet. <laughs> International meetings should not be celebrated unless you have a plan, and they haven't told me what the plan is yet. <laughs> I guess Obama stopped calling him. <laughs> uh, cheers, Wendy. Cheers to you. Thank you. Happy Friday. Uh, folks, is it obvious that, you know, listen, uh, my, my dad is of the same vintage as what they say that this, uh, this actor is here. And, uh, you know, d listen, dementia and things like that are real, but you can I've, I've seen plenty of people with dementia. They're not this stupid. Folks, this is being done on purpose, and I hope you realize that by now. Um, let me go to the next clip. Oh, where is it? Hold on, let me make sure, see if this is, no, that, that isn't it. I apologize, I'm going through my phone. I have to hold my phone up to the microphone to uh, to get the idio. Okay, uh, actually, so this is, this is good. Um, military emergency manager has a warning just in time for elections. FEMA has put out new risks for 2024. Infrastructure blackout, social unrest, mass casualty, mass shooter events. How does FEMA know this is about to happen? And I'm not going to read the rest of it, but I'm going to let you listen to this clip. And this guy is in uniform. He is a FEMA emergency manager, and he identifies himself. 
This one is about three minutes, but it is worth listening to. Some information that I just want to pass along, give to you guys um, about FEMA, because a lot of people don't understand how FEMA operates. So FEMA provides training for things that they see on the near future. They use predictive modeling, threat assessment, um, following trends to look at possible scenarios that might be coming up. This year, the first three scenarios that they're offering to emergency managers like myself in these virtual tabletop exercises is infrastructure blackouts, social unrest, and mass casualty mass shooter instance specifically focused around laws. So, given that information, I would highly recommend you think about your planning processes, your systems, and how you're just going to conduct yourself in terms of one of those three or more occurring in your daily life. Something to think about, something to keep in mind when you see FEMA putting information out of themselves. Pretty interesting, right? They're gaming things out, and of course these people are telling you what they want. Now, I want to play you a couple quick highlights from, of course, Davos is happening, and Momster, God bless you. Thank you kindly. Uh, thank all of you. Um, this is from this week at the WEF, and it's a very short clip, but just listen to this. With Ecoside, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are, um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. <laughs> uh, so in, when you listen to the longer version of the clip, what she wants recognized as a crime is fishing and growing food. You see, they want to be your only provider. No, 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 no. You can't grow food. You must eat bugs. Eat bugs, peasant! Now let's go to the Schwab. You know, Klaus, that evil villain. And let's listen to what Klaus has to say this week at the WEF. The technology now is, and uh, digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But then the next step could be to go into prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. <laughs> 
We don't need elections. AI can pick your leader for you. Why go through all the fraud? Why go through all the printing of fake ballots? You know, that's a lot of effort. Moving it around and shutting down and having scrutiny. We don't want that. Just let the god of AI pick your leader. Your leader will sound like this. And you will be thankful for the life and the bugs that we give you. Now, another clip of absolute ridiculousness, although this is a serious clip, but it is, the topic is the ridiculousness, and I made a mistake. The FEMA one was short. This is the three-minute clip that you want to hear, and this is a U.S. Space Force commander speaking. Remember Space Force? They're going to come to the rescue. Listen to this. Good morning. My name is Matt Lohmeyer, and I'm an Air Force Academy graduate, former F-15C fighter pilot, and was a lieutenant colonel and commander in the Space Force. In 2021, I was fired from my command for writing a book trying to reverse the trend of the overt politicization of the uniformed services. Specifically, I criticized the military's diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, which at my own base were illegally occurring despite an executive order from the commander-in-chief. The diversity, equity, and inclusion industry is steeped in critical race theory and is rooted in anti-American Marxist ideology. I watched DEI trainings divide our troops ideologically and in some cases sow the seeds of animosity toward the very country they had sworn an oath to defend. Before writing that book, I submitted a formal written complaint to the Space Force Inspector General's office detailing that such violations were occurring, including illegal race-based discrimination, but my complaint was never investigated and was later dismissed by then-Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, whom the Senate just confirmed for his fourth star. After two months, I received a written dismissal of my complaint from General Whiting. Personally, I have always advocated for a non-political military work environment. Today, I'm here to testify about the ongoing Marxist-inspired efforts to subvert and weaken our military and broader American society. We often refer to these efforts as wokeism, but it is also a culture war. Yet even in this committee, there are differing views about whether there is such a thing as a culture war underway. Some members of this committee have been outspoken critics of DEI initiatives to include CRT, drag shows on military bases, trans activism, LGBTQ pride celebrations, and woke military recruiting videos, all things that are visible components of an ongoing culture war. Ranking member Garcia, as he just mentioned, on the other hand, and asserted as recently as two weeks ago, says that the culture wars are quote-unquote phony and are merely a political talking point of Republicans. It's nothing if not incredible for a member of this subcommittee to assert that culture wars are phony while another member who's not present at the moment of this committee is a member of the so-called progressive squad was herself a black lives matter organizer and activist an organization whose publicly about ideology is marxism and whose activist ambition is social and cultural revolution service members who wear the uniform of their country do not want to see these things in the military workplace they don't want to see them at their bases. In most cases, this is true regardless of their race or their political worldview. Despite that reality, Pentagon officials requested $140 million to expand woke diversity initiatives in fiscal year 2024 
double what it's been the previous two years. There are a few things taxpayers such as myself feel less essential to the mission of the United States military than expanding diversity mandates and indoctrination. And now an important point. Such aggressively opposed ideological worldviews competing for institutionalization through policy epitomizes and formalizes what is properly termed a culture war. The fact that these debates now infect the U.S. military workplace is an offense to people like me who love their country and all people regardless of their race, gender, sexual preference, or background. Wokeism in the military. Drag shows for soldiers. Yeah, that's what the American people want to see happening on our bases. We want gender inclusion. Because we're, being able to wear a dress on the front line is important. Folks, when you look at the military and you look at Austin, you remember the pictures of him during COVID. Uh, Austin, the guy who is the chief guy of all the military, wearing the triple mask with the face shield in front of it. Big man scared of boogeyman walking outside from a plane, you know, distanced from everybody. But he's the symbol of strength of the military. And then you have General Milley, the guy who wanted to leave all the tanks and everything in Afghanistan, who stood, who sat and testified before Congress how he wants to learn more about his white privilege. Folks, this is in your face, satanic inversion, insanity. Insanity. Now, the people that I just played for you, with, you know, maybe an exception of one, they know what they are saying and what they are doing is completely wrong. They know that it is an inversion and the opposite of what the people want. They do it to mock you, to make you feel powerless. Look at the ridiculous crap. It's the least of your priorities that we're doing while we let the border be open, while we let this happen, while we let that happen. We stopped prosecuting criminals, but we prosecute people who protest. They are humiliating you. And by the way, they're humil humiliating themselves as well. You see, I think that they know how ridiculous their stuff is. And of course it wouldn't stand up. You could, They couldn't debate it. So they don't. They can't debate anything. Because they are wrong. Sorry, there's a dude and there's a woman. There's no in-between, folks. X and Y or XX, that's it. But they are being humiliated. And because they made deals with Satan, 
Satan has ordered them to humiliate themselves and to mock you and so that they are hated more and more and more. Just like I said last week on the program, Satan wants to sacrifice the dark side. He wants the light to rise, the light side of his system, because he will trick more Christians by doing so. This is all orchestrated to bring about his great awakening. The great awakening is of Satan. I have proved it on the show before in reading from the Theosophical texts, the externalization of the hierarchy, Alice Bailey, Madame Blavatsky, but it goes way before that, folks. It goes right back to the Gnostic texts. The Gnostic texts, if you're new, when the Bible was finished around 95 AD, that's when Satan and his minions started writing their version of the Bible, which is now considered to be New Age. But it is Ancient Age because it comes from the same serpent who was in the garden, folks. You need to realize that the entire, everything you see in the media, in the mainstream media, in the alternative media, is all controlled except for the small shows. You know, if someone rose and someone went from zero to hero, you know, like 100,000, 200,000, a million overnight, and then you look at them and you say, well, they're, they're not really that talented. Someone gave them a push. How come people like Tucker Carlson can talk about COVID, can talk about J6, can talk about all these things and not get banned from YouTube. The YouTube videos do very well. How come? Because they want the message to get out there. It just has to be controlled. And look, I, I like Tucker. I got to tell you, I, I think his commentaries are brilliant a lot of the time. Make no mistake, he's part of it. Alex Jones is probably one of the greatest minions of Satan. He's not a Christian, folks. Have you heard him? He's not a Christian. I bet you he's Mossad. That's just a bet. Safe one. I'd put money on it. But he has done more for the Great Awakening than anybody. He's been at it for years. He's a plant. Yes, you're absolutely right, 
Uh, Tucker does wear his Kabbalah bracelet. It is on his left wrist. It's a little red bracelet. It is a Kabbalah bracelet. Yep, Alex's wife's... Oh. Oh, Mark Taylor posted something. I haven't followed Mark Taylor in a long time. I wonder what he's doing. I stopped following Mark Taylor, and I've, and I've always liked him. In fact, he taught me a lot about the 901C3s and stuff like that. Um, and he hasn't gone from zero to hero. You know, he's definitely been hit. Um, but I've always liked what he has to say, except for the fact when anyone still believes in the left and right, I think they're either in on it or they're just, you know, a couple of years behind. And if he's a prophetic man, you know, maybe he shouldn't be a couple of years behind. So that's a, that's interesting. But folks, it's all, they're plopping, they're putting these people that are so obvious out there, like Justin Trudeau. Come on, folks. How could, you know, a, a drama teacher who's accused of pedophilia and had, and proven that he paid off a girl who was underage, you know, $2.5 million. It's documented, folks. How does that guy get into office? They're making it ridiculous. And, of course, in Canada, Paul Iver is going to be the Trump of Canada. Paul Iver's in the club, folks. They all are. They're controlling both sides. God's will will be done. And uh, it's just a matter of how we get there. Do we go into it right away or do we have some, uh, some breathing room? Folks, get out there. And I'm just going to give you a challenge. And by the way, if, if someone wants to, take, to call in, I'll take a couple calls. Uh, if not, I'll end the show in a couple minutes. But I want to give you a challenge. Go out and witness to someone this weekend. Are you willing to put in effort to try to bring someone to Christ this weekend? And if so, you know, let's uh, send put in your testimony. Even if they didn't come to Christ, put in your testimony on uh, on Sunday during the Sunday show. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, uh, Sayla, 9191, and thank you, Wendy. Cheers to you. And we have VSGBYJPW has called in. So welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Oh, Russell. Hey, Russell. Welcome to Right On Radio. All right. You got a redneck from Mississippi here. Right on, right on, right on. Uh, we was listening to your show last night, my wife and I, and we wanted to call in Dan, but I wasn't sure because there was folks in my, you know, Jesse. But you answered one of my questions a while ago. Um, I've been, I can't pronounce his name, but the guy that's running against Trudeau, you know, I've been hearing he's like a Trump. And that's one of my questions was about him. But, you know, like you said, there's no left, no right. It's all part of one thing. Should I still vote, like vote Trump as the lesser two evils, go through the game, or am I wasting my time? Or, I mean, I really don't know what to do about that. 
You know what, Russell, that is a really great question, and I've put some thought into it recently. So I'll just give you my opinion. doesn't mean it's right. Uh, first of all, constitutionally, you're, the mass the population is not supposed to vote for the president. We know that. We know it's been a facade ever since they introduced so-called democracy into a constitutional republic. Having said that, I think you do need to go out. And, and here's why. We know that there's interference. We know that there's all kinds of stuff. And yeah, we do want the lesser. I want Trump to win. Absolutely, I do. And I certainly want Trudeau out, um, even though I know a lot of it is controlled. But the reason why you want to go out, you want to stand up and be counted. And what I mean by that is when you are with the other people in line, it builds that sense of community. It builds that sense of trust. It builds and it shows that the people are fed up. And when, if record amounts, let's say, you know, there's, uh, you know, 130 million votes, and I forget the exact number, let's say, but every cycle in the U.S. for a president, there's 130 million votes. If 180 million show up, the elites are scared because the people are coming together and the people are fed up. If there's a low turnout, the elites feel much more comfortable. The people are complacent. So for that reason alone, you should go out, stand up, and be counted. I got you. I, that makes so much sense. Thank you so much. And on a side note, me and my wife, our hobby is really to go riding in the country. We'll ride for three or four hours. We're riding Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. And where we used to listen to music, now we pull up right on radio. <laughs> and uh, it's just, we watch it on the TV, but then we'll listen to you while we're riding around. It's like we can get a second dose and we uh, pick up things we didn't pick up before. We really enjoy your show. And uh, we alert, really learned a lot. Well, th thank you for those kind words, and I and I appreciate you being in. What What's your wife's name? Erica. Nikki. Erica, thank you, and God bless you, and God bless Russell. God bless your family. May his goodness shine upon you, particularly this weekend, and that you feel his love, and he touches you in a way that you know only the Lord can, and he does it for the strengthening of your faith, I pray in Jesus' name. Bless you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless you too, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, what a wonderful call. Thank you kindly. Uh, if anyone else wants to call in, I'll just give it another minute or so. And if not, <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> oh, we got Wendy coming in. Wendy, welcome to Right On Radio once again, and cheers to you. Oh, you just muted yourself. Just barely, you're going to have to speak up into the phone. Do you think we really will have an election this year? I, I, I don't know. 
I, I think they're going to do everything to stop it. <laughs> I think it's very possible that there is not an election, but uh, apparently my crystal ball does not work, so I cannot tell you for sure. Uh, but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that, uh, you know, they're going to try to stop it. Um, and there's a number of ways it could go. Uh, you know what? I really think it depends on, and I hate to keep saying it because it's a cultic, but the Great Awakening. If more and more people awaken, then they will let Trump win. And then they will start their riots and stuff. This is, oh, this is only opinion. This is just what I see from looking around the world. But if enough people are awake, they will let Trump win. And then they'll activate their armies and stuff like that. If not enough people are awake, then they want to, then it's the dark side. Again, it's dark and light. And they'll let the dark side do their thing. So that's, this is just what I see. Uh, I don't know if I'm right, uh, but at the end of the day, let's not worry about tomorrow, just like I said last night, because today has enough worries of its own, as we covered from Matthew chapter 6 last week. So let's say, you know what, Wendy, it's just going to be a great ride. This is the, the Lord has chosen you and I to live through this time. And you know what, on a side note, because obviously I've been thinking back about things in the past for the last couple days, and uh, I don't know if you, well, Wendy, you probably, you weren't with us long enough, but about two and a half, maybe three years ago, I made a bold proclamation and request to the Lord, and I have a feeling he's answering it. I said, Lord, you've given me this podcast. Would you let me do commentary on your return? <laughs> Here he comes. The sun has gone dark. The moon has gone red. The clouds are parting. There's something coming. It's Jesus. <laughs> oh, what a great time. <laughs> so he is coming, folks. Um, you know, maybe maybe we, we get taken up into the sky before, his, uh, before he brings his kingdom down, but... You plan for the worst and, or you, sorry, you prepare for the worst and plan for the best. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Wendy. God bless you. All right. Is there any, uh, okay. Thank you for putting it out there. Matthew six thirty four. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take care of thought for, of things for itself, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Thank you, Eve, for posting that. All right, I'll give it one more minute. And uh, I do have a great song. I actually was debating on starting with it, but I thought, you know what? I want to send everyone away with an amazing, uplifting song that will hopefully get stuck in your head for the rest of the day and it will lift up your spirit. So I'll give 10 seconds to see if anyone else calls in. Otherwise, I'm going to go to this song, and it is truly one of my favorites. And if you have not, I played it once on here before. If you have not heard it before, it is going to be one of your favorites. All right, there's no more callers. So God bless each and every one of you. 
Remember, love your God, love your family. Actually, I forgot to plug Saturday Night Prayer on Telegram, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Man, we're getting testimonies like crazy. The Lord is answering prayer. It has nothing to do with us, folks. We're just regular people who love and fear the Lord. But the Lord is moving and proving himself, and he didn't need to prove himself. That's probably why he's moving, because we believe. In fact, I've said to the Lord many times, Lord, you don't need to do another thing to prove yourself to me. I will believe until the day I die in this flesh. And you know what? He's ramping it up. If you didn't hear the testimony from yesterday, go listen to the program from yesterday, folks. And and, and actually, because of that testimony is part of the reason I want to play this song. So join Sunday morning as well, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we continue on in the back book of Matthew, chapter 7. In the meantime, remember, love your God. He is number one. Love your family. Love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community. Be loved and be blessed, everyone. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. Dios está en mi corazón, yo danzo como David. Si el Espíritu de Dios está en mi corazón, yo danzo como David. Oh, yo danzo, yo danzo, yo danzo como David. Oh, yo danzo, yo danzo, yo danzo.
Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.